You're listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Uh, what was the pause for? There was no pause. <laughs> there was a pregnant pause. It was. It was right there. As soon as I heard it, I said it. <laughs> speaking of speaking of getting every woman in Anvil preg- pregnant, do you think Cassidy can still uh, sire uh, children? I would I think not. Think so. I would think that he would be uh, sterilized. But I'm not sure I, that I, that's I, accurate. I, I would I would hope not because yeah. uh, wow, demon monster Ooh, baby. I, I kind of want to be a vampire now, <laughs> just so you can go around <laughs> and shoot your load wherever you want and not have, and you're always firing wherever. It just st- just shooting Spider Man's Spider Man webs everywhere. <laughs> I feel like there's a surgery you can do instead of become a vampire to have that happen as well, but. What do I know? Eh. Eh. So, uh, episode five. Uh, yes. Not not the South will rise again. No. Just South will rise, rise again. again. Which I thought was a weird sure. episode title. I don't know why they did that. Maybe there's some racial connotations with saying the South will rise again. So they're like, oh, we'll just say South will rise again. It will be okay. Maybe... <laughs> what they're alluding to is south as in down below. Yes. There, it could be double meaning to their words. That's entirely possible. All, all hell's a coming. <laughs> yeah, hell's about to rise. I don't know. <laughs> hell's about to break loose. So we, okay. In the interest of full disclosure, should we pull the, should we pull the curtain back? We can just pull a little the curtain bit. Back. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, just okay. this one time. I, I, just, just this once. Yes, we're not in the same room and you may or may not have already been able to tell that, but we're not even in hey, the same city. I mean, no, no, technically no. <laughs> hey, shit happens. Life, yeah, life happens, does. gets in the way. Uh, we are testing out um, new technology. Well, relatively new technology to see if this, uh, hopefully this little experiment works. Hopefully we capture uh, the same essence, the magic, capture the magic that we normally. Yes, lighten, lightning in the bottle. <laughs> we'll see. Technology can be a beautiful thing, or it can be awful. Uh, son of a bitch. Hopefully, we don't talk over each other too much. With the uh, latency. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's going to show up in the recording, so we should be fine. I'm not worried. That said, that said, maybe a little shorter of an episode than you're used to. I'm not apologizing for that. <laughs> I'm just warning you. Yeah. Be so, happy you're getting an episode at all. We went above and beyond that, and we, we went, we strove <laughs> above life circumstances to deliver on our promises. I, I feel like you're trying to be abusive to our fine listening audience by no, no, giving no. them the finger for not appreciating all the free content we put out on a regular semi regular basis no 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 not at all <laughs> what i'm saying is okay. hey we're doing the best we can with what we got so please bear it, with us <laughs> yes that yes so normally we have the epi- episode i'm having an episode <laughs> normally we have the episode playing in the background we won't have that going on today we're going to go purely off of notes and and what i mean by going purely off the notes i mean the top of our head seat of our pants <laughs> we'll make it just shit up as we go along yes yes <laughs> uh so we're halfway in to the know, first it, season 
it's crazy that we're halfway through the first season already. I feel like it's only, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it really has. And that's shocking to me. I was, I was really surprised. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is episode five. We're, we're almost there. It is shocking. And the pilot, and I think the first, well, the second first episode, whatever the hell we yeah, want to call um, it, yeah. the, the first two episodes of Preacher, I felt just, I mean, hit you right in the face. The past two were good, mm-hmm. maybe not as much of a gut punch uh, as the first two. And this one, I still liked it. And I feel like it's progressing the story. But I can see where some people are coming from where they like, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. But I personally, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. But I mean, I feel like, like, like you said, like this episode felt slower than it needed to be. Like we have four episodes built up in the can. We have enough backstory. I feel like a lot of what they did in this episode may have just been retread some of the other characters backstories and origin stories and they're just kind of reiterating hey there's a lot of misery and pain in these people's lives we're not going to tell you exactly what it is we're just going to show you that hey life's kind of shitty for a lot of these people so feel sorry for them well you know i actually like that that there has been a slow burn Mm -hmm. let's just talk about uh eugene for a second okay and hugo for for that matter That's been a slow burn, and actually, I've really enjoyed that because we finally figure out that he played a part in that girl's accident. Tracy. And and Tracy's accident, we don't know to what extent because it was a horse riding accident is what they had said. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how all that played out, and I'm not so sure that we'll ever see uh, exactly how that played out, but apparently he played enough role in her injury for uh, Tracy's mother to basically blame him uh, uh, to the point of considering him a murderer. Right. And do you think and that? So, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Go. I was say, do you think that they're then going to change his backstory to be maybe what happened to Tracy is the cause for him to do what he did to make him look the way he does? Do, do you think I that's think what so. the story? Okay, I, I I think so. I I think it's logical for him to uh, uh, put the shotgun to his face because he felt bad for what he did. Yeah. You know, and maybe after that didn't take, as it were. Yeah, maybe do the job quite right. (laughs) Maybe part of him felt like, well, I don't know. I think it'll play out to where we'll see that he feels like maybe he's paid a little bit of that debt. And so because then I'm wondering, well, if you botch that up, Mm-hmm. And the whole town's after you. Your dad's not exactly nice to you. Why Why don't you go finish the job? Right. Uh, maybe in the back of his mind, he's got to be thinking, well, it didn't It didn't go down the way that it should have went down. I survived shoot, getting, shot in the, getting shot in the fucking face. Right. Um, maybe there's still some reason or purpose for, uh, that I need to serve. Uh, and there's a reason why I'm here. I, I, I'm not sure. That, but that would make sense to me. 
Sure. And he is um, the nicest guy. He's super helpful all the time. He just, he, he seems like he's trying to make up for what he did and his character that we know now doesn't seem like a person who would get so depressed to where he would try to commit suicide with a shotgun like that. So it's, it doesn't, it's, it's interesting yeah. to see that change. Like, Hey, I don't see this guy ever doing it. No matter what happened to Tracy or what he did, it doesn't seem like that. So maybe he was in a different place and this, the incident has now changed him to where he's maybe a better person than he was before. And he's trying to atone for past mistakes. Yeah. And you know, we, he's, he's obviously got the potential to uh, do a 180 on that little scenario too. And so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. I don't want to spoil too much for the future, Sure, uh, but I, what I want, I, w- I wanted to also comment on one of my concerns back from the get-go was the casting of Hugo Root, yes. uh, Eugene's dad, the sheriff. Um, and I think this really, this episode, I think maybe he kind of turned a corner from uh, my, I'm not as apprehensive now because now I'm seeing that he has the ability to be a complete dick. Oh, yeah, and, he does. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but but that was an excellent slow burn as well. And I'm really enjoying his arc uh, as it's coming along because we're seeing, we're seeing something play out where this guy's had to live with the fact that he knows how the rest of the town feels about his son. And this is his son that tried to do this to himself and all the feelings and emotions that come along with that. Uh, how, you know, I can't even imagine. And I don't. I don't guess we need to go through all of that right now. But I think everybody can kind of relate to here. He's sitting there with his hands in his head, uh, his head in his hands. Excuse me. And he just he's just had enough. And hearing the noise coming back in, seeing uh, some townsfolk writing in Eugene's room, just finished a job and pointed an arrow to the shotgun. I mean, first of all, that's that's some fucked up shit. That is some um, fucked up shit for sure. <laughs> I don't like anyone to be in my house unless I know they're in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just doesn't feel quite right afterwards. Have you ever come into your house when you know it's like, God damn it, somebody has been in my shit. Yeah. <laughs> this it's not is a comfortable not okay. You're like, what did no, they do? What did they look at? Why were they here? What was the purpose? Yeah, it's uh, never okay. Because... Because I know what I would do. I'm rubbing my nuts all over everything. Yeah, pants are coming off as soon as I get in the door. <laughs> it's just what's happening. But he just he just broke down, and th- this that was I thought well acted that that meltdown that he had because I felt his pain. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Because- he just to think the arc that he's been through. And then even later when Eugene goes to talk to preacher, he's like, my dad's in pain. He's, he cries every night. He's not eating. He he knows <laughs> I put, there's so much that I put him through and, you know, he's, he's hit it really well from the townspeople. But when you're at home and you let your guard down is when people can, the people that are closest to you really can see that something's not right. And Eugene knows Something's not right with his dad, but he he doesn't know how to help. And so he's trying, he's trying. And then the more he tries, his dad just blew up in his face and said something that I hope he didn't mean, but he may have meant it. I mean, we don't know. That's what's the acting was so good. It was hard to tell if he meant it or not. Yeah. 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 He certainly 
wasn't uh if he was apologetic immediately he certainly didn't convey that oh no and uh man that would be that would that would be tough uh that would be tough to hear but uh you know eugene kind of rolls with it you know i mean obviously he's upset but he's like okay well let me just get out of your hair for a minute <laughs> let me clean up the mess Damn, that kid's i mean that kid this kid's pretty good you know, yeah. I mean, he's, but, uh, yeah, so I'm okay. So I'm saying all that to say that I've enjoyed those two arcs over these first five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm really appreciating about the series so far is they don't, they don't really tell us anything. It is, there is really no exposition. They don't, they just put it out there and you got to figure it out. You know, they're they're presenting things and it's like, okay, you need to add this math up. We're not going to be completely. Oh, I don't feel like they're being completely overt with what's going on. I think maybe that some of the confusion at times is like, what what, what the hell is going on? You you really got to pay attention and you got to really look at some of the details uh, to maybe kind of piece some things together. And, you know, but there are a couple of things that worry me and, and I'm I'm curious as to. If you feel the same way, we're going to see. I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, sure I'm I'm liking Jesse's arc as well because he 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 is really not that different from Rick Grimes at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm I didn't like him in this episode at all, and like, no, it's because everything he's using his power and he thinks he's helping people, but he's convinced himself <laughs> that he's helping people. But I think what he's really doing is stroking his own ego and be like, look at me helping oh, yeah. the world, solving everybody's problems and not even worrying about the consequences because he hasn't yet understood that the words I'm telling these people and the commands I'm giving them have a lot of weight that I maybe don't understand. So I'm not, he's just being very blase about what he's saying these people and it's just like oh my god dude you are you are fucking these people's worlds up and you have no idea just to make yourself feel better like you're doing some good and you're fulfilling your mission that you didn't care about three weeks ago then you just really dude you need to watch it yeah and i mean because he is under the misconception that he is speaking the word of god and I liked how the episode ended it's like well that's not what's in you you don't have the power (laughs) of god it's that's yeah. not it. So from that perspective, I like how they're kind of slowly bringing people along to this realization that, yes, he has this power, but it's not necessarily from God himself. And, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, I've gone back. I've read, reread the first graphic novel. I actually read uh, part of the... A uh, graphic novel that has the collection of the Saint of Killers nice. miniseries, nice. and I haven't finished it, uh, but I wanted to go re- go back and reread it because we got more, and we'll we'll get back on Saint of Killers. And uh, uh, I think bit. we have to. Uh, oh no, we absolutely have to. Uh, but what I was, uh, oh, what was I thinking? Lost my train of thought. There I go oh, again. No. Um, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I think we had to bring people along slowly because we have to go in with the idea that they have they they're a clean slate. They've not read any of the comics at all. 
Uh, I mean, you're within the first two issues, you're, you're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff and I just don't think you could have led with that right out of the gate in the series. And I actually think that that was a smart move on their part. I, I think what's going to happen, uh, I, I think that we're going to go on a road trip soon uh, with something we didn't talk about last episode with Cassidy mentioning San Francisco and New York, very critical things in the graphic uh, or in the comic book series. Uh, he he kind of mentioned it in passing. I, I, I hope that it's not in passing. I hope mm-hmm. it is foreshadowing. Yeah. I think they have to do those parts of the story. Yeah. Uh, there's some that, absolutely that they have to. It's critical. Yeah. It's absolutely critical. Uh, I, I think, I, I think by the end of this season, I think the town of Anvil will be destroyed. Absolutely. And I think Preacher is going to be the main reason that they're destroyed. Yes. Yes. And that would be, that would be in line with the ser- the comic series. With, uh, with issue one. <laughs> yes. Uh, now they're going to go about it a little bit differently. Yeah. But I think the end result is still going to be the same. And yes, he's going to have everything to do with it. Side note, uh, Donnie, yeah. in this episode, I enjoyed his mini arc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, clearly, his wife is a freak. Yeah. Um, if you don't get out of this bed right now, the accountant's <laughs> going to get it. That's, and I'm going to make you watch. I'm going to make you watch. I'm, I'm going to record it, us in the bathroom stall. So. Donnie, the cuckold husband. Yes. How do you like it? As long as we don't start a cuckold podcast, I think we're okay. It would probably be more popular than you think. <laughs> that's that's the worst news I've heard all day. <laughs> Sad, but true. Uh, <laughs> no, but his moment when he realized that Jesse spoke to Quinn Cannon mm-hmm. and he just lost his shit. Yeah. That was that was excellent because it and I think we needed that to misdirect us with how that episode ended. Uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you went to church? So, yeah. Any other questions you want to shout at me? Shout at me. <laughs> yeah. That was, and I'm going to say Jackie or Jackie Earl Haley is he is absolutely crushing this role. I, 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 I'm worried, though, because I don't know how he comes back. Like, the, how does he get out of prison? I mean, the mayor <laughs> witnessed him murder four people with a shotgun in cold blood. I feel like he's uh, he's going to be put away for life now. <laughs> well, Unless the mayor does nothing. Which is possible. Oh, because maybe he feels like he's going to be a party to murder or and uh, who knows yeah. with that guy. Yeah, Speaking of cuckold. Oh my God. <laughs> I just love watching your little scamps. It's so great. Uh, but, but no, Donnie's breakdown in his realization. I mean, if you think about it, after... I thought it was nice to kind of get a picture of what would it be like if someone forced you to do something like that. Yeah. Putting a gun in your mouth, but they didn't touch you and they did it all in your mind and you did it to yourself because that's not really, that's not really something we're ever going to experience in real life. And I mean, unless someone's just a fucking genius when it comes to what is that neural, uh, neuro linguistic 
programming or whatever they call that crap. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, but I, I feel like we're far that, away. That, that, that's a, that's next level shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. Like, there's no no one's gonna be able to make me do stuff that I have no control over. Like, I'm gonna be able to make the decision. I would hope. Uh, it, it, the parallel would be Jessica Jones. Yes. Right. Yes. Purple Man, in that regard, and the way that that series captured this idea of how broken and torn down she was after going through that experience. It was good to see them add that in. So it kind of help us give some context of he thinks he's doing good, but look at the, look at the havoc he is wreaking. Right. Uh, it's going to start psychologically and then it's going to delve into physical and then you know of course at some point spiritually oh right? so uh i i thought that was important uh to show that and and i really appreciated that because i can't imagine uh what that would be like it just it, and and he's just he's a he's a a a celebrity now he's the he's the small he's the he hit the big time in this town yeah. everybody wants a piece of him everybody wants wants to talk to him and he's like He's like a freaking rock star. Yeah, he's got millennial kids asking him which gospel's the best. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> totally realistic. Well, every everybody knows John's the best. Of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. that's what on. preachers say. No, it's no argument. Yeah, I'm partial to John. <laughs> so I was just like, oh wow, we have gone off the deep end here. <laughs> I mean, Luke's pretty badass, but no, if I had to choose, I mean, if my life depended on it, I'm picking. Oh John. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, but he's just, he's just so full of himself and, uh, yeah. I mean, and then people just show up and there's lines waiting to talk to him. He's been at that cafe all day and people just come and he's like, just, uh, think about it. Just use your best judgment. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous advice ever. How are you helping people? Well, see, here's the thing that should worry us all is, we remember when he gave that general advice to uh, old dude to go talk to his mom. Yeah, open your heart. He ended up open, show her your heart. Okay. Okay. Um, what are these people? What are these freaks gonna do to each other or their children? Scares the shit out of right. me. <laughs> right. Use your best judgment. Well, <laughs> wrong. Uh, that's not good. What well, we see what serving God. Uh, has done for Odin Quinn Cannon. We do. And so do you think in Odin's mind, he is God? I think that's, he probably thinks he's God or that his family heritage or the Odin Quinn Cannon meet in power, like some, not God, God, but something else right. is God for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Ruling the town might make, I don't know, but something twisted and not what everybody else may think of as God is what he thinks of as God. Sure had a sure had a better attitude about all of it though. I did appreciate that. Oh, it was such a one eighty. You're like, oh <laughs> I mean, I think they did that and they made it such a stark contrast so that when he went all postal on him, you're like, Oh shit, where did that come from? <laughs> Cause I was like I, I kind of knew it was coming, but the way it was so abrupt, and he's like, All right, here's everybody a drink. Should we get started? Okay, gadoosh. I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. Oh fuck off. It was pretty yeah. cool. 
So do you want to talk about Cassidy and Tulip next and save Saner Killers for last? Yes. Just so we can kind of end on a high Let's note. Let's do it. All right. Well, I loved the beginning of the episode where basically she knows exactly what he is. And that whole matter of fact conversation they had, I thought was excellent. Silver bullets. That's werewolves. (laughs) Wooden crosses. It's a 2000 year old symbol of hypocrisy. I'm not really scared of it. I was like, yeah, there Uh, we go. Do you you sleep in a coffin? No, not if I don't have to (laughs) drink blood. I much prefer single malt. So good. Yeah. It was very matter of fact. She wasn't surprised. She'd seen some shit in her day. She's like, okay, cool. Got it. Get out. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't want to get out because it is clear that he is infatuated with her. And that's, that's okay. That's in my mind, that's consistent with what is, uh, what we would consider canon. Um, he, and what's not to like, I get that. She's uh-huh. she's dangerous. She's interesting. She's not Tulip from the comic book series. I've said that already. I'm going to say it again, and I'm getting worried. I am too. Uh, I don't really. I, I mean, I'm not going to split hairs. I'm. I like Ruth Nega. I like her acting. But what I don't like is right now. I don't really know who the hell this Tulip is supposed to be. Yeah, her, she's she's just too. It's too much. She seems a little handcuffed. She seems very one track mind, and uh, there's so much that I want to do, but I have to get Jesse out of here to come with me. Otherwise, I can't do it. Which is kind of contrary to what you see her the rest of the time, where she's not scared of shit. She'll she'll go and beat the shit out of some dude that she doesn't like the way he talks to some girl, and but then she's crippled when it comes to Jesse, and I'm. It's a real. It's it's a weird mixture for her. And I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Ruth is doing a great job and I'm believing the character, but I feel like the material is really kind of handcuffing her and we mm-hmm. need to see some progression from her. Like, okay, now, so I'm hoping that this Cassidy interaction is going to wake her up from her funk and be like, okay, cool. I can move on without him and get on with my life. But there's one Cassidy interaction that I I'm just have a lot of mixed feelings about. Which one? Well, that was her after she got him some drugs after he went to the strip club. Which uh, what did it say? Uh, beautiful girls and three fat ones or something. <laughs> I hope that's what it said. <laughs> it's something. It said something to that effect. But I guess we needed that since we didn't get any of the uh, mixed up words on the church sign this right. week. <laughs> Uh, I guess somebody was effing with the stripper sign. Nice. Um, I think that's what it's something to that effect. Uh, she got him this drugs, but then there's the, there's the quite loveless sex scene. Yeah. I mean, you just see the look on her face and you're like, well, she does not care about this shit at all. And I would even say that, can we draw the conclusion that, or can we, Do we know definitively that that was Cassidy? No. I mean, it looked like him, and that's what you assumed, but we don't know. Mm, I don't know. I mean, here's why I have mixed feelings. It's like, okay. And it just feels way too soon, right? It's like, why why are you doing – and again, it's not consistent with the tulip that I know and love, right? Tulip we know and love never would have done that It seems very manipulative like she was just Trying to get Cassidy on her side To do what she wanted him to do 
and and that's not that's not something she doesn't use people in that way you know it's like no. she was using her body and her femininity and his attraction to her to be like okay if i give this up he'll do what i want and then maybe i'll have to do it again but that's cool i'll get my way and then i don't ever have to see him again yeah so i'm not you know there's gonna have to be some sort of payoff uh for me to be okay with that i just it just bothered me not not the scene itself it's just yeah that, no just the the whole interaction didn't make sense but does it make sense with the tulip that we're getting? I don't maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard it's, oh, no. it's hard to tell. She's very, very multiple personality going on, just trying to get a sense of who she is. And maybe she doesn't know what to do either. So mm. who knows? Do you, did we talk enough about Fior and the Blanc before we talk about the Santa Killers? Did you want to no, go for it? Go for it. Let's I love it. the scene at the end where they crack me up the whole episode. We're in the they are we're there in the bathroom and like practicing <laughs> practicing how to answer the phone that's just been ringing <laughs> for twenty four hours. Like the hello yes. is crucial. You have to say hello right. He's like I, I messed it up, didn't I? I messed it up. But then when they go to see Jesse, I mean, I felt like that was like the most important scene in the episode when they're like, hey. We've been talking to you. We've given you time. We've given you this drugs, money, and all this stuff. And <laughs> and uh, you, it's time for you to deliver. And he's like, I've, I've, I've never met you before. What the hell are you talking right. about? And then Cassidy, it's revealed that Cassidy has been playing them because he wants money and black beauties. And so just, but the interaction, like we talked about a little earlier, where he said, you know, that's not God. It's something else, an abomination, and we need to get it back because it lives in this coffee can. And you're like, oh, okay. So what does that mean if it's not God? That gives that really opens up a wide range. We in the comics know, but people who haven't read the comics, that like opens up a whole world. Like, well, what on earth is it? And why did he get it? And why in the fuck does it live in a coffee right. can? And why is his <laughs> favorite song winking, blinking, and not? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, no, no I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that was an absolutely critical scene. Uh, I think we need that uh, as, as an audience trying to understand what's going on. We need to get a little bit of tidbits uh, here and there. And I think that, again, we ended episode four with the phone ringing, basically ending this episode with, hey, this is not, this is not from God. Therefore, it's not from heaven um but jesse's been on cloud nine he earlier in the episode he was just grinning ear to ear loving the sunrise underneath that tree which looked awesome which was so looked awesome but you know i'm trying to figure out what that tree represents yeah and it represents death that's too so yeah, absolutely. We we've had Indians hanging from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 cowboy, um, he he's passed it a couple of times. Yes. Um, we buried uh, bodies in that ca- uh, underneath it. Cassidy buried uh, an earlier permutation <laughs> of uh, <laughs> right. uh, Fior and uh, De Blanc. Then he's standing under it with this um, so full of himself. And I can't help but wonder if it still represents death. even him standing under it. 
with the attitude that he has that he's bringing good when he's not. And I think he is bringing death and that's foreshadowing of you're going to be the death of this town. Like you came back to save it and you're going to end up doing the opposite. You're going to destroy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So little does he know what's mm, coming. Yeah. And I really feel, I really feel like, okay, so game of Thrones season and season finale was badass. Well, there's that. I feel, I feel bad a little bit for those of those of us that enjoy reading the books first yeah. because it's like really really mm. yeah but one uh, thing that i am happy about with the tv show is i part of me a large part of me thinks that he's never going to finish the books like he will like he'll finish the next one but i don't think he'll finish the last one so i'm i'm glad that we'll at least get an end to the story <laughs> So, like, he'll be out in Arizona at his uh, doing charity work with those wolves, and he'll have a myocardial <laughs> infarction and just be no right, more. Or he'll be at his theater in New Mexico where he's screening old school films, and he'll see one that he just really loves and pass away happy watching his favorite movie. I mean, I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong. I really want him to finish it because I think the literary version of the story will be superior to the television version, but (laughs) he just needs to get into the DeLorean like he did that one time and go backwards and knock that shit out. I mean, when he put up that blog post where he's like, I had a deadline. Uh, I had it. I missed it. I had another deadline. I missed it. Then I had a drop dead deadline. December of last year, if I get it done by then, they could get the book out before the show comes out. And of course, I missed that one too because I don't like deadlines. I'm like, son of a bitch. It's like, you're this close and you just have to finish like two chapters. Ah. So, yeah, let's get your head out of your ass. I mean, at some point, do your job. Yes. I think is what I was. I mean, maybe it's wrong for me to feel that way, but I think if your job is to write, then you should do that. I mean, yeah, do it in your own time, I guess. But did you see the interview that uh, Stephen King did with him recently? They, they were together. And one of the questions that uh, Martin asked King was, how, how do you write so fucking fast? Yeah. <laughs> what did Stephen King say? He was like, oh, well, I just know that people are waiting to read my book. I, so I, 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 I put my ass in. Exactly. I, well, no, he, I put my ass in a seat and I just go. I use a computer that was built in this century. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to find ink for a dot matrix printer. So, yeah, good old DOS. <laughs> but enough about Game of Thrones. What I was gonna say is, hey, now that that's over, maybe we'll get some more eyeballs on the Preacher series, and I feel like people can still get caught up. Oh, yeah. And what's gonna happen is over this next five weeks, is I really at least my hope is, is that we're gonna ratchet this shit up, and we're gonna have. I think literally an explosive finale. I think so too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Me too. I'm a little concerned looking at some of the numbers. Yeah. Is it going to get picked up for a second season? I feel like it almost has to. Yeah. I think, I think with the game of Thrones ending, it'll really have a better shot. Good. Yeah. me, Me too. I hope so. All right. So, before we wind all this down, I think we got to talk about the cowboy at least for a little bit or a lot. Yes, what a great <laughs> opening. What a great opening. 
give me a show just about the cowboy and I'm going to watch that sound bitch all the yeah. time. That was great. I love it. The way it portrayed the old West in that shitty town. He's just like, God, oh, why would anybody ever go there ever? Like, Oh, that, that, Oh, uh, we're going to kill your old man. And then we're going to rape your mom and make you yeah, hold your head so, up and your eyes open. So, you know. I was, that was, that's what makes you into a man. That you know. is cold. I mean, there's some there's some mean things and shitty things that people have done to other people, but that's up there. You know, that's awful. Yeah, it's not okay. not okay. And then when he was like, you know, I need a room for the night, bedroom or a whore room, uh, bedroom. Well, I only got a whore room, so <laughs> so <laughs> you knew you knew the bedroom really wasn't an option, anyway. right? Why don't you just sit in that chair? I'll give you a bottle of whiskey for five a bucks. Five- <laughs> A five dollar bottle of whiskey. My goodness, that chair comes with a five dollar bottle of whiskey. What an ass! Shit. What man ass? Five dollar bottle. That, that's that's high price back then. That, that is. That's Woo. that's uh. That's like getting some Pappy Van Winkle nowadays. And man, that wasn't no five. That wasn't no uh, single malt no, there for that, sure. That was stuff he he brewed in his toilet. Um, <laughs> some good old Panther piss. <laughs> And it wasn't even white. I bet it started white. And it, it just leave it in the toilet and it gets brown. Oh. Anyway. But, and it was a a pretty long cold opening as well. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't care. I, I want to see more of the cowboy. And I love what they did. They gave us more of his backstory. They gave us uh, more of his origin, which varies somewhat. Uh, from the source material, that's okay. The I th- I felt like the overall spirit and flavor right. uh, was there. The bottom line is he needed medicine for his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, she had the fever. His wife gets the fever as well. Gone, he gets he gets held up. Well, because he tries to be a good guy. Like he saw that, and then the family that helped him along the road, they're going to Ratwater. He's like, you know what? I don't want this to happen to them. I'm going to go help them. And he's like, well, shit, they they brought like a million scalps. <laughs> That's yeah. how they make their living. They were part of the problem. Yep, they sure were. Um. So, yeah, his his uh, little moment of conscience was uh, is what did him in. Yeah. And I like the fact that they amped up the preacher uh, character. Mm-hmm. In this version of the origin, uh, I feel like that that was smart. I feel like that's going to give more impact sure. when we get to present day. Because yes, folks, he's a coming. He's and he, yeah, he's on the way soon. Yes, and uh, I mean, I feel it's going to. I mean, I'm 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 anxious because it's like, I mean, are we going to get to see at some point? how he actually becomes who he becomes. Uh, and it's like, Ooh, I don't even know how you film that. I don't either. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I mean, I, I mean, mm. I, because the, the preacher even alluded to it. They're like, I've never seen anybody who likes to kill as much as you do, sir. And you're like, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. You're lucky he didn't bring a gun because he's trying to turn from that and be a better man. And now it's your fault that he's not. Yeah, he sure, uh, once he got back to the house and he saw that the only things that he probably ever loved, the only things that probably kept him tethered to the world of, uh, uh, or being, uh, or trying to be a, a man of, 
some morals, yeah, you know, some goodness being half, yeah, halfway decent is gone. Oh yeah, Get, give me all them guns. And <laughs> I got, I got work. To and do. the birds flying out of the chimney. I was like, oh shit, that doesn't because yeah, oh, yeah. we've seen those birds before. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is this is messed up. This is messed up. Well, I mean, this preacher shooting his horse. I mean, I go back to in the old west that the the last thing you should do is is uh, kill a man's mm-hmm. horse. That's uh, and that's why they used to hang people that that were horse thieves because you basically you 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 might as well just shot the man that was riding the horse because yeah. you signed his death. You have, and um, so. No, I loved it. I I loved that gave us uh, a good picture of the pain and torment that this man uh, has gone through. And I'm wondering if they're going to give us any more of that before he comes uh, maybe closer to present day. Uh, I'd be interested. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. I'm not sure how much more they could do. I think they probably put a pretty good point on – on his origin. Yeah, I'd like I'd now. like to see them using him through time. I think that'd be pretty cool, like showing up to deal with some problems and then going back and resting until they need him again. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, like I said, I want to give too much away. I, I, I'm interested to see how that plays. I mean, we've used his damn already. We've called him the Saint of Killers. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of start adding some of that, some of those numbers up to kind of... Yeah extrapolate what that may mean. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that is like a bright spot for me yeah. so far. Beginning and, uh, and the end of the episode, I think were the best parts of the episode for sure. The middle, it was slow burn and I felt like a little bit of a retread, but the beginning and the end made the whole episode. I think worth watching for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. I. Like I said, I think uh, I think I I think the fourth episode is still the weakest so far, yeah. and um, this picked right back up. Uh, shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, and uh, if you've not read any of the source material, make sure you go out and pick. Yeah, it you up. still got time. Plenty, plenty of time, and um, I don't think it's going to spoil anything at all because it's been it's been very different so far. In fact, we've heard feedback. Say, hey, it's too different. I can't get into it. That's fine too. I get that. It happens sometimes, but um, I think we got to give it a chance. I think we got to let this whole first season play mm-hmm. out, and then uh, I think depending on how the first season ends here, will really kind of give us this overall. I if they can't really set the groundwork in ten episodes for something that's going to be amazing, then. Then I say give up, yeah. but right, right now I think we've got to give it, we've got to let it burn slow. Yeah, I have because I haven't I, lost faith in them yet. I think they're still doing a no, good I, job, and I think that the they've they've done a long, a good pre, prologue prelude to what's about to happen. So I think it's going to be good. I'm really still excited for the next five. And I would also say that if you wanted some insight from the creators and writers and directors, uh, showrunner, producers behind behind the Preacher uh, series, you definitely check out that Preacher Insider podcast. Those interviews on there are pretty they awesome. Are. 
And um, I'm, I'm really enjoying that so far. But I would also say between now and the next preacher episode, you've got a lot of things you need to listen to. A lot to. of things to put in your ear holes. Oh, a whole, a whole lot of things. Yeah. One of those is being Dragon Ballers, our Dragon Ball Z podcast mm-hmm. hosted by Mr. JD and Stephen the Brit. It is a good time. And uh, you know, all the cool, all the cool kids are listening. Well, and they, they, they really just are. started a new Future Trunks arc, which is going to be actually pretty interesting. It looks like. Oh, my God. I have no idea who but that it, is, it, but it sounds it fascinating. Does. It, it's going to be good. So, yeah, check that out, please. Yeah, you can do that by going to nthcast.com slash DBZ. You know, Hmm. I guess, man, what are we going to talk about on the next episode of the main podcast? That's a really good question. We should discuss that. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, Scratch, listen, be on the lookout, subscribe. We just don't know what we're going to talk no. about. The yet. last one was well, about we'll, E3, so you could go back and catch up on that one. Oh, yeah, catch up on that. And uh, do you have anything else you need to uh, add? My, you can follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. How do you do we're that? We're at Fear Inthcast. Or you can send us an email, fear at inthcast.com. Don't, don't be bashful. Nah. Don't be shy. Let us know what you think about Preacher. Or us. Or us, or Fear the Walking Dead, which is coming back August 21st, mm-hmm. and we're going to have coverage on that. Or, oh my God, season seven of The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm like seeing, I've seen some pictures from the set, and it's like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. I'm with you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, uh, I'm going to change my name to Carl. I'm just going <laughs> to stay in the fucking house. I'm never going out ever again. Stay in the house, Coral. I can't take this world. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, but but we do appreciate you giving us a listen. Make sure you tell your friends, listen to other shows, and above all else, make sure that you fight the dead. But fear the nth cast. Mm-hmm.